0: My mind rebels at stagnation. Give me problems. Give me work. Give me the most abstruse cryptogram or the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. But I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. atmosphere podcast hosted by dan mickle and brought to you by soul performance academy this is the podcast that answers your questions on mental performance training and takes a deeper dive into the world of performance psychology you can reach us at podcast at or across all social media at 717 soul we look forward to hearing from you and now on to the show and welcome to the proper atmosphere podcast powered by soul performance academy i am your host dan mickle the proper atmosphere is a weekly podcast focused on answering your questions about mental performance coaching and lifelong learning the proper atmosphere is proud to be sponsored by it's called normal athletics icn athletics makes the extraordinary ordinary through adaptive beach volleyball Everyone should have the opportunity to enjoy and excel at this sport, and ICN offers the programs and education to make it normal for adaptive athletes to play on any court. Help us make the beach volleyball court a place for everybody. For more information or to make a donation to the 501c3, please visit icnathletics.com. And thank you, and they'll see you in the sand. And again, thank you to John and Dave and everyone at It's Called Normal Athletics. Make sure you check out their website and all the great stuff they're doing, icnathletics.com. All right, we are on episode 14 called pregame Focus. And our question this week comes from Cindy, a field hockey player from Texas. And she asks, I am having a hard time with pre-game Any help would be amazing. All right, Cindy. So we are going to explore and talk a little bit about pregame. And obviously, without context or details, I don't know exactly what your pregame routine currently is for you specifically or field hockey in the state of Texas in general. But I assume that it is the typical stretch, warm-up, meet, uh, you know, Music playing, kind of getting hyped up, ready to go, then maybe National Anthem, introductions, and play. Um, That's, you know, a very simplistic view. I'm sure there's probably a little bit of subtle differences between everything, but uh, that's kind of how I'm going to look at it. The key is that we really need to look at what are the key areas for a pregame warm-up. And for me, it comes down to three major areas, energy management, mental rehearsal slash visualization and goal setting. You know, what are you going to be your goals for the game? And and we'll dive into these each a little bit. But the first one is kind of key because I think it gets overlooked too much and that's energy management. You know, some athletes are better when they're super hyped up and some need to be Kind of calm and relax. But what we run into, especially in the high school world, is everything's just pump up, right? When you go into a basketball game or a soccer match, the music's blaring, everything's super hype. And while that may work great for, you know, 80, 90% of your team, there might be some of those players that need it calm. They need to be a little bit more focused, more calm. And ironically, that's the camp that I fall in my pregame ritual used to always be light music headphones on and really focusing I wasn't into you know the heavy rock and roll the dubstep all that crazy stuff to get me pumped up I was more of a collective you know calm force and that's what I needed so we have to figure out how first what are you because you've you've probably just have always been in that high energy and never thought about maybe calm is the way to go for a game. So we kind of have to experiment a little bit and figure out, you know, what your optimal level is for energy and then look at how to prepare. You know, if it's, if you are a high energy person, then we are looking at, you know, listening to heavier music and, focus really on the energy levels of your stretching and like your dynamic warm-up anything that you do with that and You probably want to engage with your teammates and be a little bit more social during that warm-up Whereas if you decide that you're a little bit more of a calm relaxation type player, then you might not have any music at all or very light music, but you're actually going to focus probably more on breathing, grounding exercises, um, you know, the physical way to calm your body and get focused that way, maybe progressive muscle relaxation, definitely some meditation, and you might be a little bit more isolated from your team, you're not in that social aspect of the warm up. And I think this is key because from a coaching standpoint, it's very hard, right? How, when you have a team of, you know, 20 players, any amount, how do you hit all of that? And I think what we need to explore from the coaching side of it is giving a little bit more freedom for our athletes to kind of do their own thing pre up Instead of doing, you know, the typical, we all need to be get together and doing the exact same thing. I think we need to look at it and say, look, it's okay if my team's scattered. Obviously, at some point, we want to come together and warm up as a team. But I think the bulk of it should be a little bit more individual um, or small group and, and try and figure it out. The music part, that's a little bit of an issue. So maybe you can find that balance where it's, heavy enough to help the heavy people, but not super heavy that it's toning out the people that like it calm. Because I know there are some, especially in high school, um, there's some, you know, regulations about wearing headphones while you warm up and all that. So, So those are the like things that you have to look specifically at your location and see what you can do with that sense. But I would start by having that conversation with your coach and just saying, hey, look, this is the type of player I am. And this is how I warm up if you want me to perform at my best, which is what every coach wants, then can we adjust this or how can we work this so that I'm ready to go? Because the way we're warming up now is beneficial for 90% of the team, but it might be detrimental for for, for 10%. And maybe you need that 10%. And the idea is to get everyone obviously on the best. The next step is mental rehearsal. And I don't think there's even probably 10% of high school, middle school, and youth um, that incorporate this into their pregame routine. But we really need to do some you know, visualization, some imagery work about movements, what you're going to do, not just, just visualizing winning the game or having the best game, but breaking it down and maybe doing some uh, movement-specific, skill-specific vis- visualization. And, you know, focus on us kicking the ball correctly or passing the ball correctly or swinging correctly and not such a broad of, hey, I'm going to hit a home run and, you know, win this game or I'm going to score the winning goal, but breaking it down and just visually going over what your roles and details are that you're going to need in the game and how you want to do it. And that can be simply done by yourself. Maybe you record it on your phone and, and kind of listen to it through your headphones or you have someone walk you through it. A coach, if you're you know fortunate enough to have someone with a sports psych background you know on staff, they can walk you through it. Or if you work on it and become proficient enough, maybe you can w- work through it with another teammate and, and practice back and forth. But I think that's a big component that we're missing, that we don't add that visualization. And obviously the research tells us the value of visualization and and what comes out of that so we look in how you know how how we do that um and and that's obviously a topic that we've covered before about visualization there's tons of information i'm not going to actually go through in the technique i want to focus more on you know the process of the pre-game so the first part is that you know the energy management and the environment and then the second part is the mental rehearsal. And in in that kind of gets wrapped up that you want to make sure it's positive. Obviously, you know, you don't want to visualize making mistakes, you want to visualize doing everything in a proper manner a beneficial manner, and also what's in your control. You can't control the refs, you can't control the crowd, but you can control how you react to them. So maybe you visualize what it's going to be like playing in front of a big crowd or how you overcome bad calls by the ref. Instead of trying to visualize how to change that, um, you you visualize how you are going to react and deal with it. And then the last part is goal setting. What are your goals for this match or this game? You know what are your expectations because then that's something for you to really focus on while you're warming up okay this is how i want to perform this is you know what i want to do maybe it's something specific to this opponent or the situation you're in but it's good to set those goals and expectations because then you also have something to focus on during the match or the game and again i think that's a skill that doesn't happen we see more and more goal setting as a whole programs or teams you know goal setting matches or practices but what are you goal setting within that what are your individual goals for that match what are your individual goals for that practice that feed into the main goals of the team and the program and all of that so how do we you know kind of kind of deal with this and and work with it And it really comes down to we need to create an actual warm-up routine. And and how do we do that? You know, our our pre-match or our our pre-performance routines are pretty simple. It's just actions that we're going to use that are going to help us be at our best. And it helps us control the only thing that we actually can, which is ourselves. And it gets us focused, ready to go on the task at hand and what we need to do. Now, the myth of what pre-routine is, is, um, that everything in the routine serves a practical purpose. Sometimes it's literally just to calm us. There's not always a reason why we do something that you know, is directly apparent at that moment, other than it's distracting us or it's getting us focused for something else. And a lot of what we do is not a ritual or superstition. It's just a routine that we go through and we can control them. Whether it's, you know, bouncing a ball 3 times before you serve is more of a ritual than it is a routine right that's just something in your mind is triggering you that you need to do that what i'm talking about are routines are what can be adjusted we can change the timeline if we have a shorter warm up we can adjust that if we arrive late if we arrive too early we can adjust that whereas rituals and superstitions are are pretty much you have to do that. I have to bounce that ball three times. Okay, so that's not what I'm talking about. That's not the pregame. All right. Um, and... A lot of times we feel like our pregame is so set, whether, say, it's 20 minutes before the match. If, if we miss out on those 20 minutes, oh, man, everything's shot to heck, and it's going to be a miserable game because we didn't have our 20 minutes. No, this is where the routines come in because we – since we have a plan and we make it a routine – and not a ritual, we can say, okay, well, I'm going to take less time off my focus on pregame nutrition, and focus more on my calming or my visualization, or something that is going to have more benefit. Again, because it's a routine and a plan, we can adjust it. Whereas if we have it ingrained like it's a ritual, then we're already doomed, because I'm not going to get in the time that I always get in. So it's we need to make sure we make that distinction between routines for pregame and what's a ritual or superstition before um, pregame. So how does it benefit us? You know, it prepares our body and our mind before match. It also conditions our body to react the same way. Right. Again, we can adjust that routine as needed. But through our visualization, when something changes we can kind of go with that flow and it helps us react and perform the same way. And the routine also gives us familiarity, whether we're at home or we're away or it's a Tuesday game versus a Thursday game. The routine just gives us that basic control and normalcy to prepare us. We're not just going out there and winging it. We have it. So there's a sequence that we want to follow, right? And, and, it starts very wide and and that's with preparing ourselves with our mind so so how do we prepare our mind whether again it's listening to music to calm us down it's breathing it's grounding it's all the you know imagery visualization whatever we need but that's the biggest part that we start with that's the widest area if you think of it as an upside down pyramid or an upside down triangle the, the top base for lack of a better term would be our mind, and that's where we start. We, we, we need to get the body calm and relaxed before we begin any other instructions or movements because that's going to dictate where we're at. And then we move into our body and we do our physical warm-ups, and we think about our nutrition, our fueling, our hydration, everything that goes into the physical movement. After we get our mind straight, we get our body straight and we get our body ready for competition. And then from the body, we move into our skills. What skills am I going to need? You know, and, and how do I warm up, say, my dribbling or my passing or my serving or my setting? And we work on those as the next part. So we go from the mind to the body, to the skills. And then the last part is the competition. And that's where it gets exactly, you know, focused on the sporting event. What am I going to need to compete at the highest level for this match or this game? What are the tactics that we're going to use? What have we planned for? And, and, and kind of going through that. Okay, this game I need to be have faster pace. So my warm-up needs to be faster. Or we're going to pass a lot. So I want to make sure that I'm in sync with my teammates and we're focused together. So again, looking from how we work at this, we start our pregame routine, getting our mind right. Then we move into getting our body right, whether it's hydration, fuel, um, you know, physical warm up, dynamic stretching. And then we go into the basic skills, the skills that we need to perform for our sport, our activity. And then the last part is focus on what we need specifically for the competition. So that's the framework. So how do we work on that? And it's just a really simple, you can just make a chart if you're a journal or you can write in your journal and you just go through each of those steps and say, okay, what do I need to do to prepare for that? And then how much time do I need to that? So, you know, w- one of the things that we talk about is the mental prep. So, okay, I know that I need to hear at least three songs to kind of get me into that mood. So, you know, the average song is four minutes. That's 12 minutes. I need 12 minutes of time to listen to music that will get my mind in the right place. And I want to do five minutes of breathing. Okay, so there we go. I need 17 minutes for that. And then how much do I need for the body? you know, I, I need to meal prep, okay, I need to make sure that I'm getting my calories in at this point, so that it has time to settle in my stomach and gives me the energy I need. And I need to make sure I have the water. And then I have a 15 minute dynamic stretch routine that I go through. Okay, so so there's another 17, 18 minutes. And then okay, I want to go through basic skills, I want to work on footwork and hand work and hand eye coordination work. There's another 510 minutes. And then lastly, okay, for this game, we really want to strike from the outside. So I'm going to work on getting free and moving fast and quick first step, you know, to the outside. And then that's your last prep. So you add them all together and say, okay, well, to do all of this, then I need 35 minutes. So you know that if you have, say, a sanction time of 20 minutes and it's laid out, anything that's not covered in that 20 minutes, okay, well, I need to start this 10 minutes before that clock starts for our official warm up but see what you're doing here is you're going through and you actually figure out exactly how much time you need. So you know that you need exactly 35 minutes before every match so that you are optimal and you follow that plan every time, as soon as you get off the bus. If you get there early, you can sit around and wait. You don't have to you know, start to get focused too early and then you start to lose focus, right? If you're sitting around for a half hour, then you start to lose focus, go the opposite way. So again, maybe you get there early, you just chill, do whatever, talk to family, friends, socialize, look over the field, you know, whatever you wanna do, but then you know, okay, at the 35 minute mark, that's when I need to start with my breathing and my music and start to bring that in. And I think that's, that's the part, Cindy, that's going to help you the most is, you're just going off of, hey, getting off the bus and you know that you need to go through some of your mind work and probably some of your body work, but you don't have an actual plan. So my suggestion is take the time, first figure out what you need, what is going to make you the best, then figure out how much time you're going to need for each of that, and then just begin the schedule. And obviously you have to incorporate, some of that will be with the rest of the team, coach driven, you know, whatever they decide, but what do you have to add on top of that? Or how can you do some of that stuff inside of what's being driven? And, and you want to make sure like these are the absolute necessary things that you need to do to make sure that you're optimal are you doing things that aren't optimal that aren't needed you can probably get rid of them and then practice your routine don't just wait for game day and say okay let's try it you know take a couple days and walk through your entire routine and see what feels right see if you would feel optimal and then adjust as you need it and it might change over time you know there there might be moments that something has changed and you need to change the order or change a skill that you're working on. And that's okay. But at least you have the plan and you just kind of plug and play and and move things around as needed. But again, much like everything that we do, especially in youth sports, we just don't map it out. We just kind of wing it and we have these big, you know, guardrails to to drive between, Oh, well, we know that we have 30 minutes to warm up. We have 20 minutes. So we're just going to go out and do that. But no, we need to just, specifically look at it and say, okay, this is how much time I need for my mind. This is how much time I need for my body. This is how much I need for nutrition and hydration. This is what I need for skill. And then this is what I need for competition. All right. Um, if you head to danmichel.com and under resources, there will be a sheet up um, in the next day or two that I will put out the chart and, and you know, give some guidance on, on what you can do in, in that situation. But again, Cindy, I think this is a great question. And I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with, but they don't put a lot of time or effort in because it's just warm up, right? We spend so much time focusing on practice or in competition that we forget about the stuff that actually leads up and makes us better in both of those situations. So I really do appreciate this. I hope your season goes well. And if you have any further questions, feel free to reach out, uh, email us, podcast at properatmosphere.com. Um, and again, thank you everyone for listening. Feel free to add your comments, join the discussion, put them in the comments below, retweet, share. Um, you know, would love to continue these conversations every time you can reach me directly across all social media at real Dan Mickle and danmickle.com. And you can also reach out to soul performance academy at seven one seven soul across all social media. And again, please like, share, rate, uh, help us grow this, expand us. Send your questions into us again, podcast at properatmosphere.com. And again, thank you to our sponsors, Soul Performance Academy, and our title sponsor. It's called Normal Athletics, ICNAthletics.com. Peace, love, don't suck, and we'll see you next week for our next question. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Proper Atmosphere, hosted by Dan Mickle and presented by Soul Performance Academy. Please send all your questions, comments, or inquiries to podcast at properatmosphere.com or reach out to us across all social media at 717-SOUL. We look forward to answering your questions in future episodes. And remember, you can listen to The Proper Atmosphere on any popular podcast service such as Google Play, iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. Thank you and have a great day.